one big pile of shit. And, uh, and so without further ado, what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to bring him up here. Ladies and gentlemen, prepare yourselves, strap yourselves in, because this guy is absolutely fucking magnificent. The wonderful Trevor Gumby. Hello. Hi. Hello, Trevor. Sorry. Welcome. Uh, are you tweeting about this? Thank you. No, please finish your tweet. Like, let's, let's do that. Let's, wait. let's all... I'm done. Of the 43 listeners are going to wait for you I'm to done. tweet. That's good. Okay, guys, you may not know who Trevor Gumby is, but he's, uh, he's enormous on, on SABC1. He's really, really big on, on SABC1. So it's kind of strange for me sitting in front of all these white people. Sunsy <laughs> Magic, SABC1, they love me. Yeah. Uh, no, really, he's, he's, he's huge. Like, Ask I'm, Mavis and Sipo when you get home. <laughs> How many Twitter followers have you got now? Well, quite a few. I don't, like, wait, hold on. <laughs> like 150,000? Speak amongst yourselves. Oh, man, like you don't know. Look at him pretending I, he's all coy. I don't know. Matter. Oh, 451,400. That's a lot of Mavises and Sipos, right? Yeah. Like, that's a, that's a shitload of people, right? Like, this guy, this room should be full. It Where are be. your people, Trevor Gumby? Uh, they are still on Mix It. <laughs> so, <laughs> we advertise different, man. Advertise different. But okay, yeah, you, you've already said you're on, you're on a lot of shows. Like, says Top Play, you're on, you're on. The big one for me, like, is you, you were, you're the new host of Friends Like These. Hey, Tasha, Like, that's... Even the black people here don't speak. It's <laughs> <laughs> carrying trays around. Friends Like These is a show, for those of you who don't know, that's on SABC One, in which a oh, team no, of, of girlfriends and a team of boyfriends compete against each other. He's just going to flirt with, like, the lady walking past the stage. It's fine, just ignore him. Um... A team of girlfriends and a team of boyfriends yeah. compete to try and win a cruise away together. And for, like what, like a decade? It was DJ Spoo hosted that thing? Yeah, for uh, 19 seasons, uh, DJ Spoo, he, uh, he, he hosted it and then he decided to make a uh, An energy black drink. energy drink and yeah. advertise it on the show. Then he was fired because <laughs> Coca-Cola places lots of ads on that. Right, so you're, you're not going to do that, right? Like you're, no. You're, so how did they choose you? How did they look at DJ Spoo and go, you know what, this is the most popular, friendly family show that has happened in the history of South African TV. And now, I mean, apart from maybe Nerd for Nerd. Yeah. It's, like, it's literally, it's like, it's like choosing me to host Nerd for Nerd. It seems like a weird, like somebody didn't be, do their research probably, am I right? Right, <laughs> right. I don't know how it happened. I auditioned and then they're like, oh, you've got it. I was like, <laughs> why? Did they have auditions for that? Yeah. What did you have to but do? Go in the spinning thing and throw a ball through a hoop? No, no, no. Because it's a <laughs> BBC. It's really funny if you've seen Friends Like These. Yeah, if you've seen it. Look, Friends Like These is a BBC uh, format show okay. that has been running in uh, the UK for eons. Okay. And then I don't think they could get a Jeremy Maggs kind of guy. Right. Yeah. So okay. they're like, that guy. <laughs> okay. Take him. And it's fun. It's a lot of fun. But, no, but look, so that's one show. So then you're, then you're on Sestopler, you're the security guard on that, right? Right. Then, as you say, you're in Zanzi, Africa. You've got your own reality kind of TV show. Right. I had, um, I had a, a, a reality show called The Goombies, 
which was about my wife and kids. And then, just like you, I separated from my wife. And then they're <laughs> like, that's not the show you sold us. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. That's depressing. Your kids are probably more famous than I am, and they're like seven they years are. old. Yeah, they are. That's you should, fucked. <laughs> like, you should see their Instagram. It's, they can't even be disgustingly funny on a stage. Yeah. Like those motherfuckers. They, but it was fun. They swim really fast, according to your oh, Facebook. Oh, and then, yeah. They do. <laughs> they really swim fast. <laughs> they're A-Squad swimming at Trinity House for the past, what, uh, five years now. A-Squad. Stop. And my youngest, Jody. Uh, a team in rugby. He's um, he's what? He's nine years old. No shit. How old is he? Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's nine. He plays for the under nines A team, and he's uh, reserved for the under twelve B squad. I regret letting you talk about your children. Why? Because it's gotten ridiculous now. That's not interesting. Oh, um, sorry. <laughs> asshole. <laughs> you got a travel show, Msawawa? Yeah, uh, South, yeah. The, the, I had a travel show on um, Mzansi Magic called Msawawa True South with Trevor Gumbi. I quit that after these fuckers, okay? They <laughs> took me around the country doing all kinds of crazy stuff. I had to bungee jump off uh, the highest bridge in Oldswaran. Blow crowns? Yeah. It's apparently the highest in the world, right? I did that, shut myself. The thing is, when you pee yourself upside down, you don't know how far <laughs> that shit trickles down your moves and into, onto your chin and into your mouth, okay? Then they had me go to a crocodile farm. Didn't know you people farm these things, okay? <laughs> it was a crocodile farm, a swimming pool full of crocodiles, okay? And then they put me in a shark cage and put me <laughs> in it, right? Now, a shark cage, if you've ever been uh, shark cage diving, there's big gaps like that. They didn't think crocodile snouts fit through this fucking giant gap, right? <laughs> so the crocodiles kept nudging me, but they don't, they don't have the power. They only have the snap down power, right? So my director was like, throw more chicken. <laughs> it's not a racist thing. <laughs> Wait, throw more chicken into the cage to get more crocs to come at me and start nudging me. It wasn't racist. Throw more chicken. But <laughs> the black is getting upset. No. Because he wanted a, good, uh, wanted a good shot. Then after that, I was like, fuck you, I'm leaving the show. They're like, if you leave, we're leaving you in Oldswearing. I'm like, <laughs> next episode is my last one. Yeah. Oh, and they made me ride an ostrich. I've got a crippling fear of chickens, okay? <laughs> and it's fuck. Honestly, it, I love to eat it, but like a, live, a live chicken will scare the shit out of me, right? So they made me ride an ostrich, which is basically a very large chicken with dinosaur talons. And I held onto its wings like so bad. It's like black guy chicken licking holding onto wings. It was, it was hard. I came off that with my fist still clenched with a bunch of feathers there, right? <laughs> and that thing looked like it wanted to eat me alive. But then they took me for lunch later and we had ostrich steak with garlic butter. I was like, this, yeah, yeah. This is going a lot better than I thought. Oh, okay. Because initially, initially they, they told me that they'd booked uh, Trevor for this, and I was super excited. And then Trevor Goombi arrived, and then I was like anticlimactic. <laughs> but now, like you tell, that's some good stories. That's I'm, I'm going to ask that, you. That's an awful thing to say. Because <laughs> I deal with that at every show. Like, I don't know why Trevor Noah visits the country so often. Okay? <laughs> Fucking, you've made a life for yourself there. 
Y'all can stay there, okay? You don't get racist Afrikaans people coming back from Perth. Like, hey, visiting. Y'all can stay there. There was a story that from Horror Cafe, when he started, you went to him and you said, there's only one Trevor in the comedy industry. I, yeah, I was the <laughs> Is M- that true? Yeah, I was the MC of that show. Okay. And he came up and was like, yo, man, I just want to try out this comedy thing. Can you give me five minutes? I'm like, yeah, okay. What's your name? It's like, Trevor Noah. I'm like, no. Your name is now Noah. <laughs> and that fucker went on and he's like, hey, I'm Trevor Noah. And after he fucking plays. And I was like, shit. It was awful. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you... I wanted to tell you the story yeah. about why Trevor Noah, okay, every cool. time he's in the country, and the MC announces, ladies and gentlemen, coming on stage next, Trevor, and then girls go crazy, they're throwing <laughs> bras and panties on stage, and then they go, Goombi. Like, oh. <laughs> and they're like, can I have my panty black, please? It's awful. Don't bring that up again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you some questions that I call first date questions. First date? They're the, they're the questions I like to ask ladies on first dates. So I want to just see what, what you would... Does this hanky smell like chloroform? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not falling for that again, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> Do midgets have night vision? Do midgets have night vision? Yeah. Shit, yeah, because they do, they're the real tokolosh. <laughs> That's why my bed is on bricks. That's a, that's a, that's a good answer. I enjoyed yeah. that answer. When did you lose your virginity? Tell me about that. Um, it wasn't by choice. <laughs> um, if you've ever watched my show, Sober Companion, where I talk about my life and my addiction to cocaine and the recovery I went through from um, Halton House, I tell the story of how I was uh, molested by... My neighbors, three teenage boys. So there. So does that mood? Wow, that was hilarious. This is a great (laughs) comedy podcast. That was very funny, Trevor. Thank you for sharing that story. No, look, you, you. But that's why I know I'm not gay. (laughs) Because you didn't enjoy it. Look, man, you gotta suck. (laughs) You gotta, you gotta suck a couple of cocks to know that you don't like sucking cock. It's like, I don't like it. Thanks for teaching me, but eh, not for me. You know let's, what I mean? let's talk about Sober Companion for a minute. Because you, like you said, you, you talked about some of the like, bad behavior and the stuff that you've gotten into with the cocaine addictions and everything. I mean, you told me a story once about a, a bender you went on where your wife told you to go and get milk and bread. Oh, no, yeah. Okay, yeah. tell me that story. Well, she didn't tell me to go uh, buy the bread and milk. What happened was it was okay. a Thursday. Thursday, like afternoon, going to evening. And I was bored, and I wanted to hang out with my friends. So I was like, yo, I'm going out. And she's like, no, you're not. You're going to watch this movie with me. And I was like, ah, fine. I sat through the movie. Movie ended. As the credits were going up, I'm like, ah, tomorrow's Friday. We don't have bread and milk for the kids' lunches. Um, Let me go buy bread and milk. I got in the car, called my friends. They're like, dude, we're in Cape Town. So I drive to Oratambo. I'm on the... (laughs) I was on that uh, waiting list thing for the 8 o'clock. Eight o'clock flight. I managed to get on. Then I was in Cape Town. No toothbrush, no change of clothes, no underwear, nothing. Right? Landed Cape Town. My friends picked me up. Dashboard full of cocaine. I was like, yeah. We drive over to the house. They lived, because um, my friend who lived in Cape Town, his dad was a minister in government. I'm not going to say minister of which portfolio, because they knew motherfuckers will know which one it was. So he wasn't there. And then the house was full of like, 
chicks, like everyone was half naked and stuff. So I took my clothes off, right, at the door, walked around in my undies. Next morning, when I wake up in the shower, I go over to where my clothes last were. Clothes, cool, there. Wallet, cell phone, gone, right? So these bitches had stolen my shit. I was like, fine, it's fine. I was still sponsored by Puma back then. So I went to VNA Waterfront. That is a really good endorsement for them, right? <laughs> like <Yeah. that's, laughs> they're coming it? back now. It's streetwear. <laughs> so I got new clothes and stuff, you know. It was cool. But then, now my wife's trying to get a hold of me because uh, the garage is not so far from the house. <laughs> but I don't have a phone, so I'm like, uh, fuck it, let's party anyway. Uh, my, my other friend who had driven up from Newcastle in his fancy-ass BMW... He's a doctor, and he was there to Lobola. Lobola means to get married to some girl, right? So he's got a stacks of money. He didn't tell us that he's there to Lobola, right? So we're spending all this money. It's Johnny Walker Blues, and it was the greatest weekend ever, right, in Cape Town. Uh, the Sunday comes around. We are at Mzoli's, a very popular Shisanyama tourist girl, like everybody goes. And we're there partying. I've got Johnny Walker Blue. Everybody's got bottles. We see a whole fucking parade of black women coming, but they're angry as fuck. The dude says, oh shit, it's my fiance. <laughs> so they take him away. So we one man down, but one more bottle up. It was cool. <laughs> so I fly back on the Monday. I go to the airport on the Monday afternoon, fly back. I land in Joburg. On my way to the house, I stopped at the garage, bought bread and milk, and walked into the house swinging the bread over my head. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, then I got in, my mom, my friends were there. It was a whole big intervention. Like, did, did it work? Fuck. The intervention, it, did it work then? Uh, it worked because I had to agree to get out of uh, sleeping on the couch for the next week. So <laughs> they sent me to a rehab facility called Narconon in uh, Midrand, which is run by Scientologists. Okay? So I was expecting like everybody to be dressed in purple robes stroking a furless kitten kind of thing, you know? But it wasn't, it wasn't that. But they made me do dumb shit. And the house was infested by rats. Another a crippling fear I have, rats. There was rats everywhere. Now, the Scientologists believe, like you sit in a chair like I'm sitting in now, and then you have the same chair in front of you, okay? And there's a, a silver bowl on that chair. And what you have to do, you have to sit with your knees together and your palms on your knees and then you say, bowl stay there <laughs> thank you and you say, bowl stand up, and you take the bowl with both hands, and you lift it up and you say, thank you bowl sit down you place it back down <laughs> thank you, you have to do that for three hours wow yeah no, look, Scientology... So it fucked me up. Scientology, look, I'm not going to say bad things about them because they do sue people. No, um, They are not insane at all. They can't sue you if you have no money. Yeah, they're not insane at all. Um, have, you, uh, so have you ever been arrested then? If like, uh, oh, shit. Has this ever gone south like that? Yeah, I've been arrested, but not for, not, for, not for cocaine. Not for what you should have been arrested for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember the one time me and my friend Paul Ventura, we worked for uh, Tracker... Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> we were at Cool Runnings. We had uh, too much cocaine on us. 
and um, cops came to the table, and we ran out past them, and we got into the back of a bucky, which raced down the road. If you know Melville well, if you're cool runnings and you go down the road, there's a uh, cemetery on the left, and the bucky stopped at those traffic lights. We got out of there, and we scaled the gates, that wooden gate, and we went to hide in the cemetery, and we hid, like, for a long time, like we needed another hit, so we chopped lines on like a um, tombstone. Yeah, it was and then and then you got arrested fun. at what? It's oh no, that was wasn't way oh, out. Just, just, just a fun yeah, little just, story unrelated I to got, my very important question. Oh, so, I, I got <laughs> I, I got arrested for uh, speeding. I got caught doing uh, 230 uh, on the way to the Val. Uh, I got caught speeding on the way to uh, shoot a certain bank advert on a Sunday, driving at 161. You don't get arrested unless you're over 160. Oh, really? In a 120 zone. They caught me at 161. Got arrested for that. Then I got arrested for drunk driving. Have you never heard of bribery? Oh, yeah. I, you need money for that. Um, <laughs> but then for my speeding, guess what my punishment was? I don't know. I had to write lines. <laughs> I had to write 4,000 times. I will not speed. I will not speed. But the punishment was due on the Monday, and I had a holiday planned at Sun City, so I got one of the, bla- one of the people working there <laughs> to, wasn't you, oh shit. Not the, the. So you paid somebody to write you, how much did you pay them? Shit, I don't know, man, I was so drunk. Um, probably 500. The thing is, you already said you sucked a few cocks. What's a couple like traffic cop like cocks? Like... That's Whatever, what you should have done. That's what you should. That's that's what I would have done. But you look like you've sucked <laughs> a couple of cocks. You everybody, have says, that look. everybody says that. Hey? Like, like if I have, it's been totally. It's like the pasty skin and the liver sleeve. lips, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and then the wet wet hands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the soggy palms. Yeah, that's what it is. And the constant yeah. masturbating in public. Yeah. The soggy <laughs> the soggy palms help for you to guide the cock smoothly into your no. You guys don't guide cocks? You just like <laughs> let it hit your left labia? Shut up. <laughs> you gotta guide it in. <laughs> Hoop, wrong hole. Shit. Okay, well guide me. You're opening up now, so I'm not I'm not sure that this uh, this first aid question applies anymore, but tell me that dirty secret you've always wanted to tell like someone but you never have. Tell it now so that I can get in the newspaper and people can love my podcast. Well, dirty secret. <laughs> dirty secret. Oh shit. Up until uh, last year, I still had a high school gym bag filled with all, not a primary school gym bag filled with all the crusty underwear that I had soiled at school and I was too embarrassed <laughs> to show my parents, my mom. And you kept it till last year, why? I had to keep hiding it because the thing is... <laughs> You mean it was at your mom's house or like you moved yeah, it to your house? I had to move it with it all along because <laughs> let me explain to no, you. No, no let, me, let me explain it because yeah, I'm okay. at my mom's house. I'm in primary school and then it's like, oh shit, I can't. We don't have a washing machine. Okay. You got to wash that with your hands. So okay. I can't show them, oh, look, skid marks. Skid marks are fine, but this is a handful of crap. So I had to hide it. And all along, like whenever we clean, like they thought, oh, this guy likes cleaning. But no, I was just moving my shit around. Okay? <laughs> so then high school came and went, and um, they asked me to go to boarding school. 
So I took it with me to boarding school. So they and wouldn't I, find it. Yeah, so they wouldn't find it in my absence, right? <laughs> then after matric, I ran away from home on the day the matric results came out because I thought I'd failed. Now, I went to Durban Station like at 4 a.m., gone onto a bus to Johannesburg, right? 98. And I have that bag with me because I don't want them to think, fuck, he failed matric, ran away from home, and has a bag of shitty underwear. <laughs> Instead, you were the guy who failed matric and had a bag of shitty underwear on and a bus. And got into a public <laughs> like a, bus a, with a it. Big success. So when I got to Johannesburg, I moved in with my sister. Right? Then I had to hide it from her. Then I... Was there no point at which you thought, maybe I must throw this away? How? When? How? There's all these people around you. Then <laughs> I got a job at Tracker, and then I was able to move into my own apartment in Windsor West. But by that time, I'd gotten a steady girlfriend who moved in with me. So I had to keep the fucking bag and hide that shit. Then she became my wife, and then I had to keep it hidden in the house. And every time she kicks me out, I'd leave with that bag <laughs> and then Dude. come back. You know what this sounds like to me? What? It sounds like excuses for keeping a bag you really wanted. Like, it was like, that's what it sounds like to me. Like, you really wanted that thing. It reminded me of my childhood. So does, does your cat know you're masturbating? No, my, I don't have a cat. Fuck you, cats No, but I mean, like, if, a cat, if a cat is watching uh, in the room and you're masturbating, I'll does tell the cat you, know? I'll tell you who knows that I'm masturbating is every single maid I've ever had and fired. <laughs> every maid I fired, I fired her because she caught me masturbating. <laughs> How many maids is this? Three. Like three. Listen, if, if you're, I've had to fire three because they walked in on me. If they're listening right now, you can go to the CCMA for that. They're not listening. They don't do podcasts. <laughs> they so. might. No. Don't don't judge them. Is this going to play on the cause Like FM? if you were Afrikaans, you would be in big trouble. <laughs> like no, seriously. So they walk in with a handful of meat. Then you can't really now every day. Hi, auntie. You can't like make me a bowl of jungleos, auntie. Oh, your hands full, putty. Like, <laughs> she had to go. You, you get caught doing a lot of stuff, though. Yeah. Tell me that, the story about the time you got caught in hiding in a cupboard. <laughs> so, this uh, rich black guy from Pretoria, he caught me hiding in his girlfriend's wardrobe, right? But the story goes like this. I was working in a call center. My brother came to visit me at the call center. Open plan. He came to visit me at lunch. And then the girl who sits next to me, she was like, oh, wow, damn, is that your brother? Oh, I love him. Uh, hook us up. You know, I was like, hook me up with liquor. Then she says, okay, fine. Come on Saturday. I'll buy you liquor and I'll bribe for you. You bring me your brother. I was like, dude, come over. Right? So he comes over. We're over there. There's liquor. I start drinking with my other friend, a uh, short little dude called Nao. He goes to the bedroom, does what she wanted. He comes out. He's like, I'm not really drinking. I'm driving back home. We're like, oh, fuck you. There's lots of drinks. He fucks off. Then this girl, who at that time had a fancy apartment in Northcliffe and drove a Honda Civic VTEC, okay? We both work in the same place. We can't afford that kind of stuff. Some rich guy with a family in Pretoria bought all of this stuff okay. for her. Okay, so being a rich guy with uh, masculinity problems, he told the security guards that, "Listen, if any guy comes into this apartment, you call <laughs> me. Okay, tell me." Right, which they did, and I only knew this because out of the blue, this Jackie girl just totally went crazy. It's like hide, 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 and she puts us in the second bedroom which only has a bed, which wasn't done up. There's no uh, bedding on it. 
She puts us in the wardrobe. We hear the footsteps. This guy comes straight into the house, and he comes straight to that room that nobody uses. He opens up the wardrobe. I'm like, Eta. <laughs> that dude, he punched both of us, me and my friend Nero, at the same time with his big, <laughs> fat fists, okay? But he had a wedding ring on, so he cut my one friend. So he's got a line across the side of his head. But it's cool because he now doesn't have to pay the barber to actually <laughs> do that line anymore. So we fall back into the, into the empty wardrobe. I recover first, and I push him back, and he falls over this little bed that wasn't done. At that point, my little friend, he gets up, runs out the house, okay? Open plan house. He runs the kitchen door. But he slams the door behind him, and it locks, right? Because it's one of those old-school fucking locks, right? Now, me, I'm, like, trying to fight this dude off, trying to save my hair at the same time, because I had shouldered it into dreadlocks back then. Finally, battle opening the door while this big, fat fucker is hitting me. Then, managed to open the door, and I'm running down the stairs. He grabs me by, by my hair, pulls it out, the whole back section, right? Yeah. Then I tumble down the stairs... He hit his convertible, and then as I'm running towards the boom gates, I notice like four security guards, like looking like the New Zealand backline defenders, just like ready to tackle me. I was like, ah, ah, private school, bitch. I played rugby, eighth team, go Glenwood. <laughs> so I just like fucking ran through them and I climbed up a tree. <laughs> I had to, I had no car, I had to phone from a safe place. And they're married to this day. No, oh. they are not married. They were never married. Okay. He's married with the, his own family. No, I, I know. I was, I was just trying to oh, put a, a happy, humorous ending. No, fucking the, like ending wasn't humorous. Story. Ending wasn't humorous because this dude he called me months later and he said, "Yeah, Jack is pregnant and it's yours." <laughs> <laughs> I had to stand up from my cubicle and reach over, Jackie, you pregnant bitch. <laughs> So bad. I hate him. Jackie, if you're listening. Oh, shit, did I say her name? I was so careful not to. Jackie, if, you, if you're listening, I'm not rich. <laughs> um, good. Now, my, my favorite story you've ever told me. This is, this is my favorite, like, my, in fact, you didn't even tell me this the first time I heard it. The first time I heard it was from other comedians. You know it's a good story when other comedians are talking about your shit. Like, <laughs> Skumba and you were sharing a hotel room. Skumba is probably the biggest comedian in the country today because Trevor Noah moved overseas. So, like, yeah, you guys don't know that, but he is, he is. And Skumba and Trevor Gumby were sharing a room. Like, that thing is amazing. Yeah, okay, so... I need you to tell me just so I know that it's true. Okay, so how it happened uh, was our, like, first kind of proper tour outside of Johannesburg, and they booked us into a guest house, and I had to share a room with Skumba, and our beds were at the opposite ends of the room, Right. And we had gone out after the comedy show. We fucking blazed the comedy show. Uh, we went out to the club. Girls were all over the other guys. <laughs> Fuck. We party, we party. I'm like, the guys are like, we want to go. I'm like, I don't have a girl yet. They're like, Fuck you, let's go. So we go back. We get in the room. Skumba gets into his bed with his girl. And I'm alone in my bed. Skumba says to me, don't try any shit. Switches <laughs> off the light. They didn't even wait for me to sleep. These motherfuckers just started at it, right? <laughs> but he was nervous about it, right? Because, like, even just putting on his condom, he had to look over at me, just make sure that I'm still in the bed. 
couple of strokes in. He stops, looks over. Am I still in the bed? And I, I see all of this shit. I'm like, I'm going to keep absolutely still until he thinks I'm fast asleep. So he's fucking stroking away. I'm thinking he's going to get a heart attack because the dude's big as fuck, right? He's stroking away. I silently put on a, 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 a choice condom. I remember it was blue in color. <laughs> And he's fucking going at it now. He hasn't looked over at me for the past two minutes. I don't know what happened, but I was right there on the edge of his bed, okay? The dude got startled and turned his head so fast, he knocked into my erect penis. (laughs) (laughs) He was so angry, but he finished. You know, know he tells that story. Drunk Trevor Goombi tried to have a threesome with me. (laughs) I wasn't sober. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, Trevor Gumby!